At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Logan Paulson there. Craig Hoffman here. Let's talk about the defense, Logan. Um, end, end with a little dessert, if you will, uh, yeah. because the defense actually played pretty darn well in this game against an offense that uh, is not very good. Uh, yes. And against an offensive line that uh, really struggled uh, to to block this defensive front, I think the Giants, like we were just talking about, the Giants did a good job of making that not matter as much yeah. in the game. But like that, that's kind of the weird twist of it. Is like they played well. The Giants had a game plan that made it not matter as much. But still, like the defense played well enough to win uh, this game for sure. Yeah, I think they had like sixty. So I pull. I think I told you this off air, or maybe the beginning of the show. We've been talking for a long time, and we um, sure have. And one of the things that stuck out to me is like I have to pull positive plays, and so usually, like for the offense, you pull. I think it was like maybe nine or ten, not, not a lot, right? And defense, it was like almost forty plays, and you're like, wow, like this coverage is excellent. Like, look at the guy's eyes here. Look at the rush here. Look at the effort here. Look at. Ridgeway throw the center to the ground and get it on this tackle like wow there's so much good stuff here and they really did a good job and I know there was a like outside of probably one drive and like two explosives like there was not a lot cooking for them and then for them I also think like one of the things I love about the defense is in that red zone series um, when the game's closing out for Deron Payne to get that ball out like talk Huge. about making a play for your guy you know making a play for the team and like they were doing that pretty consistently throughout the game and Credit to them. Really a, a great job. I thought the back end played much, much better. St. Juiced was like, that's probably the best I've seen him play. And I know he gave up an explosive play to Hyatt, but like his technique, his reactions, his competitiveness at the catch point, his physicality on like screens and, and run game stuff was next level. Kendall Fuller did a great job being where he's supposed to be. Per Percy, I thought, did some nice stuff in terms of back end. You know, we talked about that cover two mistake he had against Chicago. There was a quarters look where he's deep and he almost gets the interception. Um, the front, specifically the defensive line, I thought did really well. This might have been John Ridgeway's best game in his career. Played a little bit more. Played about 20, which say 26 snaps. 24, I think. 24. And then yeah. Allen, I thought, looked way more explosive, penetrating the backfield. Payne had a couple great plays. Um, Chase with the sacks, obviously in the run game, 
up and down. Yeah, we'll, you know? we'll talk about that in a second for sure. And then uh, Montez, I thought, did well. And then, you know, like it was just going down the list. You're like, this is this is definitely good enough to win. This is definitely yeah. good enough to win. I thought, and again, they, they look like they found something with the cover two structures they're running. Guys seem to be in much more comfortable, seem to be in better position. Um, and then they do mix in that single high stuff, but they've kind of gotten away from the true man, gotten away from the true match. They did, they did a lot. I'm not saying that's not part of what they do, but yeah. you can see they've, I think Jack's found something that, that everyone's comfortable with. And uh, it was much more fun to watch the defense side of the ball. Let's just say that. Yeah. They also mix it up a little bit. There's one play in particular. I can even say, see it on TV, the way uh, St. Juice rotated. I was like, Oh, that's, there's an invert. I think it was on a third yeah. down and you're like, yeah. Oh cool. Like they're mixing it up. They're making it hard for even Tyrod as a veteran who's seen everything to, to take that extra second, figure out what the coverage is. And that can allow the pressure to get home. Sometimes that extra half second, that extra tick of, of a, a slight twist on a, a basic coverage, um, that's that's good stuff. And I think the frustrating thing is like, what took so long? Um, yeah. But uh, this is what Del Rio, for better or for worse, this is what Del Rio's been on basically the exact same timeline four years running. The right. first five games, right. the, from there, like borderline top five unit. And they played really well. Um, you know, I, I think that the places they get exposed um and like this is relative because they gave up 14 points and really it was just like they were thoroughly dominant outside those drives except yeah. for the drive where pain ultimately makes the play and then mm -hmm. i guess the missed field goal like they give up a little bit but even if they that field goal goes in like 17 should be good enough to win um yeah. if, if your defense gives up 17 a game you're a top five top 10 unit in the league easy yeah. um so and it wasn't the perfect, linebacker it was was say, yeah, yeah the linebacker play barton to barton goes out Mayo yeah. comes in and all of a sudden he's got a cover and that's just not his forte. They've got to figure out ways around that if he's going to have to play because you can't not like it, it is funny watching Twitter freak out. I mean, like, why is David Mayo covering anyone? It's like because he's a linebacker and that's yeah. part of the job description. You have to right. find ways to to get that guy to be in a position to be successful. And they seem to figure it out a little bit more as the game went. And then Jamin had two big, you know, well, I would say one one big miss um, on the touchdown to Waller. Um, yeah. I don't think he played that particularly well. I mean, and then he got Saquon. Um, yeah. Like the, th the thing is on the touchdown to Waller, this is how I saw it. I'm curious if I'm yeah. correct here. So this is, I'm going to put my, I'm going to take a risk and put my football knowledge out there. His job, it's, it's, it looks like it's two. Like he's it's dropping Tampa with two. that. It's Tampa yeah. Two, yep. yeah he, he's dropping as the Tampa player in the middle of the field. He's trying to make sure that Darren Waller doesn't cut back across his face. The problem is he's not close enough to Darren Waller's face himself. Like there's, he just leaves too much space. So like it's good leverage. He keeps Waller kind of in a, in a box, but it's too big of a box and Tyrod's able to, to squeeze a throw in there. And if you're, if you just play that a little bit closer, like you've correctly identified the threat, you've correctly been on the right side of it in terms of leverage. You just need to make sure that you're in position to make a play. And so it, it comes down to like when Ron talks about technique, like play the technique a little bit better and you're fine there. That's, yeah. that's the way I saw it. And that's and that's a tough matchup, you know. Like yeah, that, I mean, like in Tampa too. Like that's what you're looking for, getting your stud. Like we used to when I was in Atlanta, they'd run that with Julio, and they you can you press the mic, he gets a little wide, and then you throw a back shoulder ball, and like if you've got good chemistry between the two, Matt Ryan and Julio, or Tyrod and Darren Waller. Darren Waller, like I met him down at Titan University. He's like legit six six, like four percent body. He's a absolute yeah, he's a monster. So like that's like a tough like that's a tough matchup. And the other thing is I wonder 
because Jamin doesn't normally do that if that was a thing that he had to do because Cody was out. Right. Um, so like that's something he hasn't got a ton of reps at, at least in game that I've seen. Cause he's always the hook player, right? He's kind of mm-hmm. the, the guy, you know, the will linebacker kind of dropping into space. But they, they're like, we can't have Mayo run with Waller. Correct. So let's have Jamin do it. Um, and, and, and so, that, again, like it's, it's both wrong, but understand, like you understand, like yeah. he hasn't had that many reps. He's doing it against Waller. But like that's probably the coaching point is like, hey man, you got to squeeze out a little bit more. Like, yeah, it's cool that you're running with him, but like, don't give him a throw. And I think that's the thing is like when traditionally what you're trying to do there, like offensively, is what you'll see is guys try to beat you over the top, you know. And teams have gotten away from that beat you over the top mentality to kind of like look like we're trying to beat you and then feather into that spot between the safety. The, the 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 Tampa player and the hook player and that's exactly what they did and I've said this before but this is stuff that gets tossed around in offensive meetings there's no defense for a perfect throw and perfect throw perfect catch and I think you get a little bit of that there obviously you want to be a little tighter but you know like that's a tough matchup it's a tough matchup like if I'm if I'm an offensive play caller I'm like yeah let's throw that right that's that's right. what I want and the same on the so, second touchdown like they yeah. get Jamin one-on-one with Saquon and like as a defensive coordinator, a as a defensive coach, you're like, hey, bro, you got to make that tackle. Yeah, like You tackle. have to. But if I'm Jamin, I'm like, he's Saquon Barkley. Yeah. That's hard yeah. to make that tackle. Yeah. So I like, I, there's only so mad I get at Jamin. But like, ultimately, that's how the Giants no, score their points is they take 100%. advantage of, of Jamin and coverage um, in some spots that are put him in, that put him in, in bad, highly leveraged situations. And the Giants did a good job there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we talked about it. Like last year, one of the things that I think was maybe the biggest difference between the Giants last year and this year is they found ways to get Saquon the ball in space like that. Because I don't yeah. think he's a he's a good runner. He's not a great runner in terms of vision. He's exceptional as a playmaker, right? If you categorize him as a playmaker, like he deserves a big contract because that's what he can do. Get him the ball in the flat. I don't think Jamin's even really in bad phase, but like it's just a big, strong, fast, athletic dude in a tough angle on a tackle and you're like dang and then you've got that's what you do as an offense as if you're trying to develop an offensive identity then you go get darren waller and like mismatch weapons across the board with linebackers and and i think that's what they had there and, and they were able to exploit them in a way that daniel jones was not able to exploit them and i, and I will say this like credit to tyrod taylor that offense is drastically different with him at the helm drastically different much more aggressive pushing the football down the field and you see the result like taking a couple shots to Hyatt taking a couple shots to Waller like I don't know if Daniel Jones makes that throw on the um I think he's physically capable of making it I just don't know if he makes the decision to make it for the touchdown in that Tampa right so um you get just a guy that's a little bit more aggressive guy that's played a ton of football guy that was a good starter when he was in Buffalo for a couple years so um maybe we slept on how on on the tick he would give that offense but yeah like outside of those plays outside of the one to um Hyatt that St. Juice gave up like yeah it, well, it's a good did he have two that he gave up yeah the one in the first half and then the one so, like right before pain yeah I don't remember actually uh so the I, second one's the one that gets challenged 
um, and right. Ron loses the challenge. Right. So right. I think those are both on St. Juice, but he's, I mean, he's in pretty good position both and times. So, like those are I'd, great throws and great catches. And so I'd say he had the PBU on the touchdown, which yep. like was uh, like a third and six going in. Great PBU there. And then I think he had like five or six pass breakups like that I had charted on my sheet. Like he was awesome. Just trigger winning the football. And like you said, competitive at the catch point with Hyatt. Um, like to make a play on some of yeah, those. I mean, he was targeted twelve times in the game. He did PFF. a he did a good job, man. Like he like when you watch it, like and I know like it might not feel that way, but he just was in his bag. Like they'd run a little sit, and he is breaking on it. Like that should be a completion like ten out of ten times, nine out of ten times, and he's getting a hand on it. Not even a pass interference, hand on it, ball down. Like he just did a yeah. great job. And so I know like he gave up two big plays, but yeah. I just thought his down to down play. I think his PFF grade is like an 82, right? It's like a blue, yeah. if I remember correctly. It's like it's it a is. good it grade. It is. It was 80, 81.7. Yeah, 81.7. Um, 80, 88.6 in coverage, which is crazy when you give up two big explosives. I mean, the the second one he gives up is not great. Uh, it's a double move. Um, he yeah. gets hit he's on a it. Little he's he's, he's yeah. off balance. Um, but like, but he gets I, but targeted think, 12 times. Like, you're going to give that, something up. That speaks to the point, though, that like his other stuff was really good in yeah. coverage. Like, it was like... I've, I, I've, since I've been covering the team, I've not seen a DB do that. Like, and so maybe that's why I'm so surprised by it. Just his down in and down out consistency was, um, was awesome. Again, outside of those two, two big plays. So, so good for yeah. him. Um, last thing, real quick, Chase. Um, yeah. He is relentless as a pass rusher. And, you know, PFF is rewarding him with very good grades. Um, he is rewarding the team with sacks. But if you start to watch him a little bit more, and I will give credit to, uh, I wish I could give credit to the actual commenter. That would have been smart, Craig. Go look up the guy's name. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the commenter was like, hey, watch watch Chase a little closer. And there are some plays where, like, basically Chase sees it to handoff. He's like, I am good here. Um, yeah. I'm not going to pursue. Like, I'm just, we've, we've, that's not my assignment. And there's even one play in the first half and where I watched it and I like, it seems like he's got a pursuit angle to the football. And like he could go chase down the run backside, that kind of play that he makes sometimes. And yeah. I think he's made in previous it's, weeks. And yeah. Montez makes it all the time. Um, not all the time, but like with with more regularity than many other ends in football because those guys are so freakishly fast. And he just like doesn't pursue it. And I understand that there are times as a pass rusher when you want to save your juice for the big downs. Like I'm I'm not gonna be overly critical of a guy who's like, there is a point oh one chance of me percent chance of me making a play here so i'm just going to save my energy to destroy the tackle in the next play i i really honestly don't have a huge problem with that but when it's like pass downs let me try to get a sack rundowns i'm not that interested that's that's going to show up on film and i think that's going to be brought up this week and i think it's extra interesting considering chase after the game is like i got to set a better example in practice and whatever you know whatever he was saying there it's like Hey man, if you're going to, if you're going to talk that talk, let's, let's walk that walk too. And how about just consistency, practice game down in, down out. And if that means you don't play 98% of the snaps, like take a seat sometimes and then go be hundred percent productive on hundred percent of your snaps. Yeah. And you know, I was, when I, as a player, surprise, surprise, I was an extremely high effort guy. Like that was yeah. my thing. And I, I will say there's a lot of guys that I played with who weren't like that. And they, they kind of pick and choose when they're going to go. And, um, and I think he's picked his time and I, and I can't fault him for that necessarily. Cause as a defensive lineman, like that's how you get paid. You get paid off of getting sacks. Right. So, if, he, if he winds up with a 14 sack season, no one's going to be like, ah, but his run pursuit. Yeah, it was not great. And I think that's something that fans got to remember is like when you're playing defensive end, you're getting paid. And like his pressure rate right now is through the roof. He's got a bunch of sacks. Like he's doing, 
he, and in that aspect of the game, he's impacting it relatively consistently. I would just say, like, I think he played, what'd you say, 61% of the 61 snaps? He's 61 or like. of 68. Like, if I'm him, man, I don't need to play that much. And that's not, like, I just think about the best D lines I played against. Like, they were like hockey rotations of guys coming in to give guys blows so that when you're out there, you're like a maniac. And I think it'd be interesting to talk to Chase about whether he's just trying to be on the field for more passing downs and getting get more opportunity that way. But I agree, like effort can always improve. It, it should always be better. But, um, you know, some of the best pass rushers I played against in my career, like OCU Manura, Justin Tuck, um, Paul, when he was up in uh, New York, um, they were kind of chilling on first and second down. And then third down, they just became a bunch of monsters, right? Jared Allen was the same way. Um, Von Miller's got a little bit of that to him. JJ, uh, TJ Watt, same kind of thing. Like that, it's it's a thing that guys do in the league. And I know that's not fun for fans to hear, but they know how they make money and they're going to get paid. And I can't fault a guy for wanting to do that. No, I, I totally get it. Um, I just think that there's... Like there's Miles, I, Miles I, I Garrett think, does it. Like it's like I every, mean, every, Miles Garrett had Miles Garrett had six tackles and like was a like what well, he did this weekend monster. was insane. But I'm, and, what I'm saying guess, like there are like what my point is is like every elite pass rusher that I went against is Julius Peppers. Yes, yeah, same thing. Like same thing. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. It, I was just gonna say like there is. It doesn't make. I it think right. there are levels. I, well, it's not even about making it right. I think that there are levels, and I think that there is a point where it is probably right, and then there's other points where you're like yeah if we could get a little bit more out of you that would be uh helpful. And, I'm with that. And, I, and i agree and, and i think chase is kind of crossing into that line where you're like hey man like i we know what's up here but like this is taking it to a bit of an extreme and sure. i think the production you know speaks to that where like against atlanta he has zero tackles um he's got three uh this weekend in uh against new york and it's like you're a guy that probably could have a little bit more impact on the game um, with just a little bit more effort on like five percent more plays, and like don't make it so obvious on the other ones that you're you're not really right, in for it. right, right. And right. I, I'm with that. I'm with that. Yep. Yeah, that's our show. Uh, it's a very long show. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Uh, and I, it, even if it was in a masochist kind of way, talking about the offense for as long as we did. Good gracious. Um, hopefully, they're better this week. Uh, they played Philly well last time. Can they do it again? Uh, we'll preview it coming up later in the week. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe. Hey, look, if you made it this far and you're not subscribed, like clearly, clearly you like it. You've listened to an hour of us talking. Just go ahead and hit the subscribe button, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you next time on Taking It.